Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rebel Pastor. I believe this is episode four-ish four ish yeah. of season two. I think so. I it's been a little bit since we recorded. Yes. Um, a while ago we had to take a little break because you went on a nice little vacay. This was like a year and a half ago at this. Yeah, point. yeah. I was like, when did I take mm-hmm. a vacay? It was You're a right, long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yes, but I've been jealous ever since. Oh and I no, said, this is my revenge. <laughs> you is got it. good revenge. <laughs> so you got out of here at a good time. It starts snowing randomly. Yeah, I said, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> but we're Very back. Smart. We are. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm, okay. I'm refreshed and okay. ready to get you back look, into You look, you have that vibe of somebody that's been in the sun and around mm-hmm. the ocean. I'm very jealous. Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Feels real good. But anyway, last episode, we kind of ended it on a little cliffhanger of how we want to get into kind of more yep. uh, purity culture topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, um, same thing. It's, it's We're trying to... I guess adjust sometimes to gaps in between when we record. And so one of the things I really wanted to hit and because again, as we've, as I've mentioned, I don't, it's impossible. Well, not impossible, but it would be one whole podcast for the rest of eternity, probably to fully hit everything inside purity culture. So that was never our, our goal. Yes. It was just to kind of raise some scratch the surface. Yeah, scratch the surface a little bit, talk about it from our perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so with that, one of the things that I want to talk about today that to me is an important, maybe like it affects purity culture, but I, and it, it's definitely part of purity culture, but I think it's part of church culture down through history on some level. And, I, and I'm feeling for myself that there's a better way for us to look at this whole area. Mm. And so the area that I'd like to talk about and get into with you today is the idea or, or what really is lust. Like mm. what lust seems to be such a driving force of so much of the fear, maybe, yeah. inside of these circles that lead that has led the church to go down even this purity culture, I mean, part of it, um, whole thing, is this idea of we are these just lusting, horrible human beings, and we need to do all we can to protect against um, lusting. Mm-hmm. And and I think we, we've talked about this, yeah, you and we, I. We've been, like we just said, it's been a while mm-hmm. since we recorded, uh, and this has been something that's been on your heart for a while, oh. and luckily we've got the opportunity to share, and you've just kind of blown my mind. With well, that's stuff. good. Nice. So. Um, but one of the mm-hmm. things that was similar for both of us, even though we have different um, upbringings or whatever and a church experience, is that specifically as young people growing up in the church, lust was something that was um, certainly a major focus for both of us mm-hmm. and something that we would often feel a lot of guilt and shame associated with. Yeah, and I think that for me specifically, it was one of those, I don't think I felt a lot of that in the church world, like in so many other places that a lot of people do, mm-hmm. but I think with lust specifically, that that got kind of everyone in my group and kind of mm. just every young person in the church, it was like, oh, we can't be lust, you know, Yeah, that was this big thing, yep. so okay. it was, yeah. you know. And very, sim- I mean, for me, and I think most 
again, if you grew up in the same time period, um, which the last 30 years of church life, like that seems to be one of the biggest themes of like a Christian young person's life is that I've got this battle with lust where I can't stop looking at um, people I find attractive and that somehow is massively grieving God and means I'm impure and disgusting and all these sorts of different, you know, like it can get really played out there. Yeah. Um, and so, and the the way that we know that it gets so played out is because it, it does become such a consuming theme of young people, Christian young people's life of like, this is my, the biggest struggle of my, you know, whatever, junior high, high school, young adult years mm-hmm. Is this, and I love how we call things my struggle with, my struggle with lust. Yeah, my battle. I really fell today in lust. (laughs) (laughs) Tripped over my foot. Yeah, but uh, again, growing up, um, you know, and going down, which this would be another episode too, like accountability group kind of things. Mm. Um, In high school, it was always kind of about that. Like, how'd you do with lust this week? And so we'd talk about that. Yeah, well, I also, I mean, like, that kind of makes me feel like it became such a, an, like, an easy circle to be trapped in. Yep. That it was, yeah. I, I mean, everyone's like, oh, I struggled, like you're saying, mm-hmm. I struggled less this week, last week too, probably the week after this. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. something that, for as much as I was always, like, pretty hopeful in a lot of things, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we're always like, this is always going to be something that is just a thing. Yep. And that's a great point because I think it's set up that way. It's Mm -hmm. you're set up to fail by what we've made lust to be. Mm. And so what I would like to propose to our listeners and what I've, I've thrown out to you too, is that we've, we've really departed and made lust about something that is not what at least scripture is getting at when it talks about lust. Yeah. And so for, for most, again, again, I keep saying most, that's not fair. I can't speak to most cause I, but I'll just speak for myself and you can echo if that's the same for you or whatever. For my experience, lust was all, was very much this, um, that if, again, if you were looking at somebody that you found attractive or if you were looking at a body, probably it was maybe even on some ways less personal. So this would be, you know, like what you're looking at outside of, well, like be like TV or movies or porn or whatever. Like mm-hmm. if you are looking at bodies in any way, you're lusting. Yes. Yeah. You're saying yes, that's your experience yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I think the only thing that maybe I'm not 100% mm-hmm. if you said it, or are you saying outside of those things? Because to me, no, it's both. all those. Yes, yes. Okay. But I, I was saying outside of it being just an individual person. Yes. Yeah. So like that would be something like somebody right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're at church and you can't stop looking at somebody, then you're lusting after okay. them. But it also much bigger than that would be like if you walk by a billboard and you see mm-hmm. something, then you're lusting. If you go into a, a store and you see something, you're yes. lusting. If you see, you know. And so, again, like if we just stop and logically think about the impossibility of never being able to see anything, 
then of course we're set up to fail. If, if seeing, if looking at something is what lust is, I think we've set ourselves up for failure. It also makes sense why the church has gone down the road that it has in terms of continually trying to uh, make new rules and regulations to keep people from lusting. Yeah. If it's just about looking, mm-hmm. then that makes sense why we would go down the road of like super modest clothing and some of the weird things. I mean, we've, we've talked about some of the weird things we've done that have become normal in some church cultures in the sense of when you're going swimming, making everybody wear t-shirts or, um, you know, well, wasn't, I, I don't, this wasn't necessarily my like experience from mm-hmm. when I was, but wasn't a big thing, like not wearing makeup and not, not uh, in the church that I was a okay. part of, that was, I think makeup was a, a part of things, God. but yeah, it can be if like, mm-hmm. if you should do nothing that would draw attention and make somebody attracted to you mm-hmm. because that would be causing somebody to lust. And so one of the things that I think is good and healthy that is is coming kind of out of this reaction to purity culture is a very strong stance on that it, it's not and this this would it's not up to and mostly they're kind of talking about it in the context of for women. It's not up for women to make sure that people don't lust after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in in a lot of church cultures it was like you're responsible for what's going on in somebody else so like if you wear too revealing of clothing then that's going to cause somebody to lust and then you kind of get what you deserve which yeah. is horrible um and very damaging very. in a lot of ways um and totally ridiculous on the other side side of things but i think that's a very at least in my circles of people that that was a hard one like you know it's not logical but it's a hard one to kind of make a break from of being yeah. like you are kind of responsible for it though you should be careful what you wear and you should be careful how you look and you should be careful of this so yes. that's like still that's like a purity culture reaction maybe I, well and i think it's also a it's a it's an interesting thing for me too because it's it definitely is not accurate yeah in the sense but i also am a big component like not component like a big proponent i think so i don't know proponent? exactly what we'll okay. see once I'm okay yeah get it out we'll see but like that of taking responsibility mm-hmm. and so it feels that those two things get mixed together mm-hmm. frustrates me yeah because i like you know if it's so, i don't i don't i don't agree with that statement of you know, you're responsible for how someone else is going to think yeah. or act or do to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I don't know. It just messes with my head. Cause I'm also that big of like, you, you're responsible for your life and like the mm-hmm. choices that are made. Sure. And you can make really dumb choices. Yes. But Agreed. it's not like in the end, it's not on you. If someone takes advantage of you. Yeah. Or especially in the church world, like, or any Absolutely. world, really. Absolutely, yeah. And I think there's a difference between saying, um, you're, you're, because I agree, I think we need to be stronger in this day and age that people are responsible for their own actions. 
but again, it's it's being appropriate with what you're responsible for. Yes. So like again, when it comes to maybe what you wear, what you don't wear, I mean, I think that maybe goes a little bit more to like the heart and what are your mm. what are your motives? Are you somebody that's just trying to be noticed by everybody? Why? What is what is that feeding in you? Those would be things, but yeah. in terms of like you're being responsible for somebody else's sin, yeah, that to me is crazy. Yeah, it's, but but it's a very knee jerk, um, I think, reaction. You know, still for people inside the church. Yeah, well, and then it also goes into it's not my problem; it's yours. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it's not my problem. I'm sinning. Look yeah. at you; you're the reason. Mm, that's an interesting. Yeah. So I, I can see why so many people jump onto that. Yeah. But it's it's I it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it, and it, it it fits with again something we've talked about inside of this purity culture thing mm -hmm. that a lot of it is fear motivated and that we're trying to protect people from sin. We're trying yeah. to protect people from mistakes. We're trying to protect people from this, the fact that they're just horrible sinners looking to just make a mess of their life at every, every kind of chance they have. And I think that's a bad premise to be coming from. On, yeah. on many levels. And so what, I, what I'm trying to re-engage in this issue and what I, I'm proposing to our listeners and to you is that lust is not like the lust that we talk about that's a problem that scripture is getting at um, is not looking at somebody. It's not finding somebody attractive. It's not finding parts of the body beautiful it's none of those things that, that that's not actually what lust is and on some level that's normal normal life like mm -hmm. we should um, maybe look at that like we do anything else that we find beautiful or we find attractive mm -hmm. um, if, if God made us and then God said we were good he wasn't just like, just the inside of them is good. The outside's pretty bad and it's just going to be a mess for them. Mm. Right? There's something good and beautiful in our in and about our bodies. And so I really think we need to do some work to like recapture and demystify um, how we address what we find attractive, beautiful, I think we'd be better off if we could be okay just being like, these are beautiful. I find this beautiful in people. I find myself attracted to these physical qualities and not feel shame over that because yeah. I, I don't believe that's lust. Mm. Does that so make sense? It does. Mm -hmm. I, I th there's Because there's two directions we can take this at the moment. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out. I'm going to say this first. Okay. Well, maybe not. I'm going to say this one first because <laughs> okay. I realize we're like 15 minutes in. Okay. Cool. What? So what What are you saying or what do you think mm -hmm. or you believe that the scripture is talking about? Perfect. Good. Yes. That's where we need to yeah. get to. Yeah. So so lust to me and, and when you look at it scripturally is something very different than just uh, what we find ourselves attracted to or, or looking at. And so, um, let me see, I, I have a, a definition here, and we'll kind of work off off this maybe a little bit. Um, 
but lust is intense and unrestrained craving an overwhelming desire or craving is mm. kind of the definition uh, dictionary definition of lust and when we get into what lust is in scripture it's very much tied to um this craving that we will do whatever is within our means to do and sometimes outside of our means to do to take to mm. to get for oneself and so it's it's very much tied it's like an it's much more of an action where it's like this craving that's going to lead me to in some unholy way get what i want does that does that make sense that's a very different thing than finding somebody beautiful or a, a part of somebody's body attractive or something like that well if because if you in my head, it's like you're looking at things on different levels. Yeah. Okay. Like, we're so focused on lust as this visual, mm-hmm. internal thing that's going. Like, we see something yeah. beautiful, so we're lusting. Mm-hmm. But that is showing a whole different step. Yeah. That that, I'm not saying that that can start with, like, visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It got, like, it does. Mm-hmm. But when, that could just be admiring beauty. Yeah. And then when that can take a different step is when that turns into lust. Yeah. That's a great a great point. And I and I think to me that's that's the issue here is that we've made something this source of a lot of energy, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt that really doesn't need any of that, specifically shame and guilt, but I almost think it doesn't need the energy that we give it because what's much more important is what scripture is getting at is this heart condition where we get so consumed and obsessed with something that we'll go about trying to get it however we Mm -hmm. want and so there there's a real um, aspect again when you look at it inside of scripture that there's this um you know that you're willing to do damage to community and relationship to get and possess what's not yours to be possessed. Yeah. That to me is a much stronger picture of, of something we should be concerned about. Mm. Um, and we, sh- we should be um, trying to change, you know, that it, do- it doesn't change the reality that there are people functioning that way in this world that think that they can just have, whatever they happen to desire at that moment apart from anything else. Yeah. And that, that's a problem. And so it's interesting, like for scripture, lust in the old Testament is actually talked about much more in terms of like idols Mm. than it is about something sexual. When it is talked about as something sexual, it's, it's much more tied to adultery. And so it's this idea of like, you've become consumed to possess something that's not yours to possess. And you would actually take, you would do damage to families and communities just to fulfill your desire. Yeah. Well, and that's, that is something that we, we've been talking about that kind of shocked me a little bit because in my immense studies of the Bible (laughs) that I've done and taken, you know, I always just assumed kind of that default lust standpoint of, you know, don't look at people if, you know, don't look at women, don't, you know, like, yeah. or you're going to be lusting. 
But, you know, you even threw out those points right there where mm-hmm. there's a lot of times talking about idols or one of the big stories is David. Yeah, that's and a perfect that's example. All... But and and the, I love that example because to me it like let's just let's just look at that story. Like mm-hmm. here what's what's happening if you remember is that David's on the rooftop, right? And he sees Bathsheba bathing. Now, my contention would be the fact that David saw Bathsheba bathing and even the fact that David like noticed that she was beautiful, I don't think there's any sin there. I don't mm-hmm. think David was lusting just because he noticed a beautiful woman bathing. That'd be hard not to notice. Yeah, uh, yeah it'd be really hard not to. <laughs> the problem is what happened for David is, and when it moved to lust, is that David became obsessed with having Bathsheba. And we know then that, like, so much so that he then, you know, and how, you know, I guess there's there'd be some debate even if it was a rape situation because if the king wanted you, it didn't really matter if you wanted the king back. Like, yeah, you know, and king. so what, whatever it is, he takes Bathsheba and commits adultery but then he, he's still so obsessed with keeping Bathsheba that Bathsheba that he <laughs> has her husband killed. killed. Yeah. And so to me, that's a very good example of lust because David, like this obsession has become so strong in him mm-hmm. that he's willing to do anything mm-hmm. to get what he, he wants. Yeah. That that is something I could see why scripture would be worried about. Yeah. Well, and then my, my question is, is there different forms of lusting? Because to me, that mm-hmm. and idols, yeah, there, there, there seems to be a little bit of difference. Well, I think, I think the idol connection mm-hmm. there would be, and I'm, I'm just kind of riffing on this, yeah. so this is without any sort of study, but I think the idol connection would be, is that, the idol, you know, an idol is the most important thing in your life that you order the rest of your life around. And so that would be then if, if we make somebody a per, a person that like, that's what David was doing in that situation. Like getting Bathsheba was so important to him that he was, uh, you know, making his entire life function around getting that. So I think to me, that's the connection. Um, but I think what's important about those to realize that that means um, for for like if we're truly talking about lust, that oftentimes we probably will be talking about something that's not sexual. Mm. Like we're talking about anything in our life that we become so obsessed with that we have to have it despite you know, despite any means that might be okay to have those things. Which is crazy to me that that isn't what the church is talking about. Yeah, that seems like a much bigger deal. Because that is, I mean, what you're just saying is crazy. It, yeah. it sounds like, you know, Jesus and God are really concerned about our hearts. Weird, and right? Where our hearts are at. <laughs> <laughs> and like that is a surefire cause mm-hmm. of your heart being in a bad place yeah and i think it's some that's a great point and i also think the thing about it is that hits home a lot like it makes sense why as religious people 
that are wanting to look good on the outside and not so much concerned about the inside that we would make lust this this thing of like oh we're gonna not look at this we're not you know and or we're gonna like you know make ourselves so pure on the outside that it would be impossible for anybody to lust which is ridiculous um but we're not actually going to deal with our heart attitudes mm-hmm. that god's trying to to get at yeah because i think that the same thing happens uh you know maybe a good example would be when you see somebody um kind of get obsessed with like buying a car mm-hmm. right have you like or if that's ever happened to you where it's like something and and i don't fully understand this because i've never <laughs> been somebody that's like cars man. yeah I'm not cars a car are guy. so cool but people find cars oh, beautiful yeah like it's I've, pleasing I've, to the eye they're attracted nuts. to it right they're very attracted to it and so they're you know there there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. finding a car beautiful there's nothing cool there's nothing wrong with being attracted to a car but when you become so consumed by having it that you would do anything to get it that's where then you know, things that are actually damaging happens. That's where maybe you would go into debt when you shouldn't. And all of a sudden you're tied to this thing and you're living out the consequence of it like far longer than you should have. Or you maybe buy it and instead of taking care of things, you know, for your family. And so it's affecting community and the people you love. And like, to me, that's kind of lust at work there. Yeah. Very different than just owns oh, one of my eyes, and I just <laughs> looked at somebody and thought they were beautiful, and now I'm lusting. This is a, a, a quick uh, uh, look behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. When you told me this the other week, yeah, it it wrecked me. Oh, okay. like it was one of those things where I was like, I was like, this is it's just I couldn't help but think of all the things mm. that were implications yeah, from it that's good. and how like just crazy big it is because yeah. it makes lust such to me such a more real mm. and harder thing to look at mm. mm-hmm. because I don't know maybe it's because I had years of practice yeah. of being like oh man <laughs> I'm lusting over like this I yeah. looked at this beautiful person and now I'm yeah. I failed at this thing but then looking at it in the sense of like, this is my heart. Yeah. And I've been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. and not even realizing. Yeah. And that that's good, is crazy. Yeah. And and I think that's, so in bringing this up, mm-hmm. it, I kind of have like a twofold purpose and maybe more. But one is very much that I want, the shame and guilt associate like this led to all sorts of damage and weird things. I I would like that to be for us to get rid of that in the Mm -hmm. church that we stop being ridiculous about things. And it's like attraction and what we find beautiful and the human body and all those sorts of things. Like, can we just stop this craziness and um, let people not feel so guilty and ashamed for that? Um, but I, I also really want and believe that it would be healthy for us to recapture the heart of what God's trying to get at, I think, in some of these ideas of like lust being a harmful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it, it, 
like we kind of laughed about, like lo and behold, what God really cares about is our heart and yeah. that our hearts aren't enslaved to these different things. Cause that's what, what happens. We become enslaved to these things that capture our heart and then they, they get us to, or to the point where we will act out on them. And then that causes damage to other people, to community in the world at large. Um, and man, right now, we, we were talking about it a little bit before we started today. The church is not in a good state when it comes to abuse and sexual abuse specifically. And so what we've been doing, I guess something that I think is important to say, like the, the focus that we've had on lust is not curbing abuse. It's not, yeah, it's not keeping healthy. people safe. It's not doing the things that supposedly it should be doing. So it doesn't matter how high we button up our collar it doesn't matter like all these outward things aren't changing um the damage that's happening and especially sexually like right now by pastors and so i think if we were instead pressing people to look at like where like where's our heart do you think you can just have whatever you want um, do you think, are you becoming so obsessed with a person or so obsessed with something else that you'll do whatever it takes to have that, then that, that should be a big warning sign yeah. to you that something's off. And instead of worrying about your struggle with, if you looked at somebody's boobs, like maybe you should be more concerned that you're starting to plan on how to take action to take advantage of somebody yeah. or get something that you, that you know is going to be damaging to community or to another person. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I think that's so good to say because I think with us talking about, it's not the looking mm -hmm. like, it's not the knowledge of something beautiful. It's the action. Yeah. Like the sad reality is a lot of times that's where it starts. Yeah, it can. And mm -hmm. it starts with the, the look, but it's it all comes back to that heart condition mm -hmm. and so we're not saying at least I, i'm not saying i i believe you're not saying either like yeah. that's not this people haven't been hurt tremendously yeah by this tremendously Absolutely. um yeah but they're not being hurt by the looking yeah they're being hurt by the heart and the person yeah. that's making those actions yeah to do those terrible things yep absolutely and and I think what what if we changed the scenario again now there's a reality that we we have to look at when we're dealing with these kind of things that oftentimes the church world doesn't want to look at and that's it doesn't we can't protect we just can't protect against everything and anything happening so but bad stuff's going to happen and it, it doesn't it you know and that's not an excuse for the bad things but I'm just saying it doesn't matter how many steps of action we take to protect against something. You know, we can't control the world. We can't control other people. And so there are people out in the world, the great big world, that that are maybe at such a depraved state of being, you know, that there's, I don't want to say that there's no hope for them, but, you know, like we need something miraculous yeah. to intervene to to do that but what i'd like to try to address more today is is that 
what does this mean for the average Christian? Mm. And what does it mean for this, this idea of like lust and this idea with, you know, is looking actually okay? And, and should we be ashamed and um, guilty about that? Is that I think we would be better served if we encourage people to be taking uh, account of their heart, you know, that again, I don't think um, noticing a part of the body as being beautiful or a person as beautiful or being attracted, even attracted to somebody else is a, a bad thing. What I would rather get people to like be taking stock of is like, are you becoming obsessed mm. with somebody? Are, are you starting to think about, you know, it would be, it's a little bit easier with a married situation, but like, are you thinking about somebody else's spouse in a way that you want to take action on that? Like that, that's lust. Like that's not, there's not on a scenario that that's okay. Yeah. So that's going to bring damage to family. That brings damage to community. That brings damage to other people. Like maybe, maybe if we, kind of press people and help people look at their hearts more to be like, once you, once you start obsessing about someone or something to the point that you're thinking about action on it, that's lust. And that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Like maybe, and maybe if we did more to not make people feel, you know, horribly guilty and shameful for those things, then those people could get help sooner too, because they, they wouldn't feel so ashamed of that. If, yeah. they, if they realize that this is this is a battle, I mean, it is on some level a battle that everybody has, for in different areas for different things. Um, but like that could it could be a little bit of an internal like warning sign of like, oh man, I'm starting to think about this person, this thing way too much. I'm starting to like think about and plan ways that I can get this, yeah, whatever it would be. Well, what. I don't know if you have like mm -hmm. anything off the top of your head, but what do you do when you go down, when you find yourself starting to go down that path mm -hmm. or realize, Oh my, I've been down this path for a while. Like yeah. how, how does one truly look at their hearts? Like, yeah. and how do, do you reach out to people? Like what do you I think we with? should, but again, if, if we're in atmospheres where we're too ashamed and we feel like we're going to be too judged, to do that, then we never will reach mm -hmm. out. But I, to me, I think that I hate the word accountability because it comes with so much baggage mm -hmm. in terms of how people see that and view that. But to me, that's much more of a healthy idea of accountability yeah. of like being able to go to somebody and say like, I, I'm realizing I'm starting to think about this person too much and I don't, I don't want to, do that like you know can you you know sometimes just getting that out in the open is going to be something that helps obviously the biggest hope for us is that god can work on our heart so the you know when we stop denying that we're doing something or we stop distracting ourselves with these other ridiculous things that we uh, put so much attention and effort into and can take time to to really look at our heart, I believe the spirit will help us work through some of that stuff too. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that's yeah not horribly helpful, but I think if, if you are somebody, man, 
again, what if we change the scenario inside the church where if like you're somebody that's starting to do this, like get help, like reach out to somebody, get help now be honest about where you're at in that process because that could actually make a difference in um protecting people from actually really being abused and yeah. damaged well that's one of those especially in those scenarios like yeah you're protecting more than just yourself when you yes do that. exactly like and that should be what we what we care about mm -hmm. in that that scenario, in these yeah. scenarios i real fast before we mm -hmm. move on from it i love accountability okay like <laughs> I realize like, sidetrack. We need to take a whole episode on accountability. Just, it would be we talked about it in so many different. Yeah, episodes. yeah. But I think when we've hit at what accountability should be, yeah, there's nothing like in my head better as far as community goes. Than yes, because that. that is what true accountability. Like, yeah, it when it's not something that's being forced upon you there you but go when that's being asked like you're yeah. asking someone you're mm -hmm. asking for that those are those that that's those true those true like that yeah. pure there accountability yeah and that that again to me is the biggest difference mm -hmm. like in so many scenarios accountability is something that's being forced yes. or demanded mm -hmm. of you um and it's being like generically set up where it's like a, a list of a checklist of things you have to go through that's very different than what yeah. you're saying of like, you know, having people in your life that are close enough to go to, to, to be like, Hey, this is going on inside my head and heart. And I, I want to, I want to get it out there. Mm -hmm. And honestly, man, I, I can't, I don't want to, uh, obviously I'd never share names or even full situations, but I, I have people that have done that and and I think it's amazing to me how many times I've, I've seen something like that happen and instantly those people start feeling grace to like, let go of whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that, that might be something just, I guess, as a pastor that maybe I would have happened more often, uh, maybe not, but like, you know, I've had people come and be like, I'm thinking about this other person way too much. And, uh, and it's a, you know, it's okay. I realize it's okay to be attracted to somebody or whatever, but I don't, you know, I don't want to obsess about this mm -hmm. person. And like quickly that, that kind of yeah. goes away. Well, I'm that, not saying that's going to work every time, yeah. but I'm just saying that that is a healthier mm -hmm. way to go about it. And that it's not always going to be easy. Like just because yeah. it's, you know, even if it's not some like you're in that, really good accountability yeah. that you set up that you wanted like that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for yeah. you to be able to reach out yeah. and be like hey this is where I'm really at yeah but like you're saying that a lot of times is a, a amazing step to help you just verbally speak it out yeah to help it get out there and maybe mm -hmm. help you move on yeah that's that's good and again I think uh, one of the other biggest things is that we would actually be people that are more concerned with what's going on inside of our hearts than what's going on on the mm -hmm. outside um, of other people and the outside of our, you know, what we're perceiving on the outside. Because yeah. um, again, we, we've made this sexual purity things into so many weird things that, that don't really deal with when, abuse and dysfunction and things that break down people's family and community are happening. Like 
the church has not been great at dealing with that. And yet, you know, whatever, we've got this weird purity culture where people are walking around and, you know, dress, you know, dress from head to toe and not watching anything. I, you know, for, I remember in, in my, in our situation, it was like, I'm never going to watch a rated R movie. <laughs> and this is as a young adult, like literally yeah. I, our, you know, my MC class, which was a discipleship school I was in, wanted to make people promise that we would never watch an R-rated movie. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous. Like, how could we make that promise that we were never going to do that? But but that's that's where we get off, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do all these other, these weird external things, deny the, re, deny the reality. And, and like we set up, it's imp- I don't think it's possible for us to not notice beauty. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think God made it that, that way. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to, I believe we're supposed yes. to acknowledge beauty. So what, and that's in all his creation. We're okay with that. And so many <laughs> other things, but then when it comes to the human body, we're like, nope, we nah, can't find beauty right. in that. Yeah. Don't look, don't even look. <laughs> and, and to me, I think it's, it's really cool when you give people the freedom to, be okay with whatever it is they find beautiful, then that, that it helps highlight so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the amazing things about humans is that we find all different things, styles, people, mm-hmm. shapes, size, you know, yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really cool. But if we're too ashamed to ever talk about that and we, we've talked about this before, but in, in my context, like, I felt like that was something I could never admit growing up, like that I could never say that I found somebody attractive Mm -hmm. because it either meant that I wanted to get with them or that I was lusting. Yeah. Well, that was very similar for me. I was like, I could say maybe that this celebrity. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't even feel like I could do that. Any, any person that I might've said hello to, (laughs) I mentioned that man, they're, they're kind of pretty. Yeah. I was like, I can't do that. There's no way I can. And I think it goes into that. Yeah. We had to. So so what we do then as people is we get really creative and ridiculous. Cause I remember, you know, being like, they're really a beautiful person on the inside and on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to, what you're most concerned about is that everybody knows is the, the inside, inside, but yeah. they're not too shabby on the but outside. But on the outside, they're, they're not bad on the eyes either. So, it's ridiculous. One of the things I wanted to ask, okay. um, not that I'm saying that everyone that did this, yeah, like was you know a secret evil genius yeah. or anything like that, but like <laughs> you know the people that said they never wanted to, wa- they're never going to watch a rated R yeah. movie. Or they're never going to dress a certain way. Or they're never going to, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are all obvious. Like, those are so easily outside steps to show I'm a good Christian. Yeah. I'm like, I'm following the rules. Yeah. But it's so, it's crazy to me that it really does kind of seem like most of, if not all those kind of rules are all simply that outside yeah external external mm-hmm. not any of the internal yeah do you do you think or do you know why potentially i know maybe we've hit it a little bit but mm-hmm. like 
why that has been the focus. How how quickly it's potentially turned from the mm-hmm. things that Jesus was trying to hit at yeah. to this is this is the only thing that regards lust. Yeah, I mean my my go to on that is just that that's how religion works, you know, like legalistic works mindedness kind of things. It's it's easy to externally do something for a while, especially if you get position or praise because of it. Um, it's much harder to to allow God to go deep into your heart and get at the ways you actually think and function. So I can I can fake something for a very long time. Um, but you know, I letting God actually get to the areas of my life that where there's dysfunction or where there's, you know, needs to be healing or whatever it would be. That's a lot uh, more vulnerable and hard work. And um, we love rules. You yeah. know, we love make again, on some level for a while, it's simpler to do. Um, and it doesn't get at those deeper things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's the way that's the way we've been as humans when it comes to this religious thing for a very long time. Well, uh, and then one of my other questions was because we kind of hit it a little bit ago as well, but like, what do you do when you find yourself maybe starting to go down that more lust role mm. when you're in a committed relationship or you're mm. in a marriage? Like, mm-hmm. if that's with your partner, you're realizing it, or outside of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a deep question. That's a good one. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's just one thing to do. Um, again, you know, from experience with in life, like it does help to have somebody to talk to and it's maybe not always the best for that person to solely be your spouse. You know, like, I think that's something that you have to take into consideration in the, in whatever situation you find yourself, but like really being honest about where you're at and and I do think again it if couples are functioning from the beginning of a relationship the attraction is an okay thing it's okay to find certain kinds of people attractive it's okay you know you, and that we're going to then it doesn't have to be so threatening maybe when that happens and and it would be something that would be easier to be free to talk about um, but ultimately, you know, again, it's just being honest about where we're really at and walking out of process. And if, again, if you're, if, if you're somebody that's finding yourself like going down this road where you're fantasizing about, or you're really stuck, like obsessing about taking, like planning on ways you, you're going to take action on something, get help fast Mm -hmm. you know like reach out to therapists um counselors you know places where you're going to be getting much more um you know weekly kind of help on something yeah yeah i don't think there's any reason to be ashamed or embarrassed about asking for help yeah it's when you don't and then something happens that that's yeah when the problem occurs yeah absolutely and and let's do a better job you know, especially since we're talking about this inside of like church kind of atmospheres, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit like doing a better job of, um, you know, p- 
pressing people to care about what actually matters, which mm. is, you know, again, um, not being in a place where we're doing damage to people and community and families and ourselves um, because we're becoming so obsessed mm. with something. This is this is interesting. Like the the classic um, thing, I think, scripture that's talked about when talking about lust is when Jesus is saying, like, if your eyes sin against you, yes, thank right. You for... We we have so butchered that because we mm. don't understand context in many levels. Um, but what what Jesus is getting at in that conversation is is actually like when lust will lead to community breakdown you know whether that be families or whatever and so so it's like you know if you even look at a woman then you've committed adultery and so that's where i think some of the the bondage kind of thinking comes into place inside of the mm -hmm. church is like oh if you even look at somebody yeah like you've done something but the scripture actually says if you look at a woman with lust in your heart and so it's not like if you just look at somebody you've already committed adultery, it's, it's that step of like, if you're now starting to like become so obsessed with somebody that you're planning on how you can possess or take this thing that that's actually adultery. So it, it's the, it would be the steps of like planning that out and fantasizing about it and like mm. getting to happen, not just looking at a woman. That's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, like impossible. Mm -hmm. You're going to look and notice <laughs> beauty. It's just ridiculous. This is also interesting. This I didn't know. And I'm, I might not do a great job of explaining this, but um, because the other part of that is it'd be better for you to gouge your eye out. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, like, we've we've done this thing, like, you know, well, you got to get radical when you're dealing with sin, you know. And so <laughs> I got the it. face Joe just made uh, is great. I don't know where you're about to go with this. It's, huh? it's hopefully not poking out any eyes. No, but that's right. Like, people okay, are yeah. talking about, like, it'd be better for you to gouge your eye out yeah. than to look at, at a woman or to mm -hmm. to lust, you know. And, and so... Uh, I, I've, I've mentioned that like, you know, some early church fathers took that really far. Like they actually like castrated themselves so that they wouldn't lust Aww. and just did weird, crazy things. But, um, you know, I remember that being preached in like, how radical will you get not mm. to lust? Like you gotta be willing to, you know, go this far, but really culturally what they would have understood and Jesus used in that thing, he didn't just say, I, he said, you're right. I. And so he's actually going back to a portion of scripture in, I think it is Samuel. I, 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 I think somewhere in Samuel, I'm going to say it's somewhere yeah. in Samuel. And there was a story that all of Israel would have, would have understand where to bring dishonor on, on, on this group. Again, I'm, I'm not remembering the whole scenario perfectly, but they, they cut out the right eye of all these people. So that became something linked to dishonor. And so what Jesus is actually saying in that portion of scripture is not that you should go gouge your eye out so that you don't look at woman at a woman, but he's saying like it would be better for you to bring dishonor on yourself than it would be for you to dishonor Ooh. community. Like that's Whoa. pretty intense, right? That's nuts. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So it'd be better for you to, you know, I guess if we want to put that in today's mm-hmm. day and age, it'd be better for you to go and confess to somebody. It'd be better for you to go and get help. It'd be better for you to do yeah, yeah, like cool. something so that you don't bring dishonor and disrepair to mm. to your community. Yeah. Man, think of some of the pastors that are, you know, having the the horrible things come out about the abuse that's happening in their churches, if they would take that approach, um, you know, maybe, maybe we wouldn't be at some of the bad places we are now. Dang. Two things. Okay. One, um, I actually don't know if I should exactly bring this up cause I don't know what scripture it is or what it is. What. <laughs> okay. But isn't there one about like running away? Like it's, well, like- there's a story yeah, yes. Yeah. Flee youthful lust or something yeah. like that, I think. Have you looked into that? No, one? that I forgot about that okay. one. Yeah, I'll need to look at okay. that one. You just look at that one. I'm curious to know what But again, if it's it talking about if it's talking about lust, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, run away lust. from it, I guess. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just as as you're looking at scriptures, yeah, it's just maybe that's me good. Um and then the others, what what do you do if you see or like Mm. feel like you could be a part like in a church or Mm -hmm. not even a church but in a group of people yeah that this could be kind of going on Mm. like in it like Mm -hmm. either the the people involved maybe don't even realize it or yeah like that's a really intense and a lot of those times if there's a leader involved it's not like you can go to the leader yeah i mean yeah if there's a leader involved i mean regardless of in any scenario that that has something where abuse could be happening it needs to be brought to the light. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think a healthy, a healthy thing to be doing is just keeping your eyes and ears open, mm-hmm. you know, in church scenarios. Like I think obviously we want to trust each other, but we should never trust each other so much that we don't think that anybody is above, you know, I, it's one of the problems with celebrity pastors mega churches is that leaders get to this place where they're so um universally like popular and loved that they do think that they can get away with whatever and for a while if they're giving attention to somebody like that becomes satisfying Mm -hmm. on some weird way but it it opens the door for potential abuse um but there's so many things wrong with mega churches that that's one of many things that are you know so yeah. i think in a, in a, a healthy church is that you know creating trying to create atmospheres where talking about stuff and being honest about where you're at is good and healthy mm-hmm. um and something that's that's going on so that we would never be hiding something because of guilt and shame yeah. on both sides Um, you know, again, if you're somebody struggling with what we're defining as lust, Mm. that you wouldn't feel like you can't get help quickly. Mm. And if there's, um, scenarios where you feel unsafe, then that needs to be brought up. Yes. You know? And so I, I think again, um, hopefully the spirit's going to give us some insight into Mm -hmm. those things. And if there's somebody in your church that is unsafe, that you're going to feel a check and you're going to feel something in your heart. That's just like, I'm just not comfortable being around this person for whatever reason. 
don't ignore those things. Yeah, um, especially for any like anyone in general, but any yeah. young people. Like, yeah, just because someone's a leader, yeah, like, just because someone's older than you, yeah, doesn't mean they're safe. Like, nope. God gives us that like nudge sometimes. That's like, be on your toes or get yeah. out of here, get out of the situation. Yeah. Like, absolutely, and and yeah, yeah, and if we're as for for parents, I would say, you know, it's much much better for you to be engaged in the people's with the people that your young person that's part of their life than it is to worry about what kind of clothes they're wearing you know like really that that you would be tuned in to to that and uh you know kind of aware and and looking out for who's involved in their life instead of some of the externals that we we make it about mm-hmm yeah so yeah this was I, this was good this was great dude i think i yeah. don't know you guys let me know No, i guess that's a good call we don't know this yeah I, I mean i feel like we're having a good time <laughs> talking about this but um you know give us some feedback if, mm-hmm. if you're out there and this brings up a bunch of questions for you uh i would love to talk this out more if you just think i'm completely off my rocker um i'd love to talk that out too but also if this is something that maybe is is when you're hearing it and you're thinking about it and meditating on it if that's helping bring some freedom as well like i I, that would be good to hear about so um you know what do you what do you think of this lust versus look kind of idea lusting or looking All right. I should have said it. Maybe yeah. I like the first one. I think that would be a decent title. But okay, there we go. We'll go with that one. But but yeah, I mean, I I think I would. You know, both of us like to hear feedback from people. So, and I I mean, like we we both very acknowledge that even like obviously the purity stuff was big, but like Mm -hmm. this is a very for me a very intense yeah subject yeah. Um. So it's one of those things like. Even if you're not ready to really fully talk, like share, mm-hmm. but this just kind of helps or whatever. Like, yeah. we would love to hear from you. Yep. And like, it's not like okay, now you got to open up about your experiences. Yeah, but like totally. We all know, like the people that have sadly suffered from this stuff. Like mm-hmm. every story is unique. Every story yeah. is different. Um, we're here. God's here. Like, yeah, you're not alone. Very good. Well said. And then who knows what we'll talk about next week. Well said. Yes, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where this goes from mm-hmm. here. And I will say, Andrew did hit it on the head. Um, anytime anyone wants to say how crazy he is for some one of his takes, you know, I will happily <laughs> jump on with you and we can both go at them together. All right. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. See you guys. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>